Well, Casey, yeah. welcome to the program. First, uh, we got a couple housekeeping items, man. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Big shout out to Shannon, who's on a lovely vacay right now. So I know. Yeah, I hope she's having fun, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should we should do a check on in a bit. <laughs> And then also uh, to everybody listening, I'm sorry we haven't had an episode. Um, our last guest, Brett, um, just got signed by the Ravens. So that just completely threw off the schedule. Woo! So we got big man. Yeah, go, Brett. And and I don't know when we'll be able to release this one, but it's his birthday. So happy birthday, Brett. Happy birthday, man. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Little, yeah, celebrate. Little, celebrate a little birthday dance. Um, and then, so the interview before that with Jake Lambert, Casey stepped in as our AP associate producer, wrote some amazing questions, had some really fun. Did you enjoy that? I thought you did a great I, job. I I loved it. So, uh -huh. you know, I, I started doing improv when I was in eighth grade. And really? I continued doing acting or improv all throughout college, like at least some like thing or, or a club or something like all throughout college. And so um, I like haven't done it recently because I'm just working and whatnot. But besides that, like I always did it and I never really did anything behind the camera. Like I kind of learned editing uh -huh. and stuff for high school, like video projects, but I had friends who are much better at that. So I never really pursued anything like production and when you were like, hey, would you help us do this? And I was like, yeah. And then it was so funny on Jake's podcast because you had sent me like this little thing about who he was. Uh -huh. And I just read it and I was like, all right, we're going to just go in depth with it. Like, I'm not going to ask any, you know, really surface stuff because I really want to push people to that level of kind of being uncomfortable, you know, but still, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think your mustache is evidence of that right there. Good <laughs> God. <laughs> I, I, this was a whole COVID project that when it started, my parents were horrified. Cause it like, I mean, I, I moved back in the middle of school. So it uh -huh. was like whatever middle of March of 2020. And I'm like a, a junior in college. And then the option is either I'm, blocked out of california for we don't know how long or i'm gonna have to be in california so it was like a day trip and we moved everything from arizona back home i went to arizona state university and um then you know we got here and i was just like i have a beard but nobody's really gonna see me and so i'm just gonna do whatever so i shaved my facial hair off into a mustache and my parents were like you look like a porn star from the 70s. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was great. Um, didn't make any money, though, you know, unfortunately. Yeah. I guess that well, I think the so shirt long. of wiener dogs backs up that claim. And then the green hair. Good God. You're like a villain out of a Marvel movie. Porn star. Yeah, Jeez. Casey Seifert, right. ladies and gentlemen. This is our next guest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm I'm just I, I go all out. Come on. I, I have to be weird. No, I know. And now people think I'm a Celtics fan for the whole NBA final. But oh, that's you don't like care a about really that. bad thing to be oh. in Southern California, though. <laughs> True, then you have True the that. So I always have to be like, no, 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 no. It's not a Celtics. <laughs> it, it was um, it was matching a suit jacket I wore to my cousin's wedding. I love my cousin to death. Yeah, yeah. And she was just like, this is not going to be a conventional wedding. We want everyone to wear, like, super colorful stuff. 
And well, we have some pictures later. Out. We're gonna let everybody see. You know what? Let's just yeah. cut to it now. Tell me, like this one right here, <laughs> Mr. GQ. <laughs> this so, wasn't the wedding, though. No, you got blonde that hair. wasn't. Right. right, exactly. So that was from a while ago. Uh -huh. Um, also, my mustache on that one side is like not cooperating. Yeah, you look a little, a looking a little limp there. It was what? <laughs> It was uh, it was not cooperating, but that suit I wore to the wedding, uh -huh. and my mustache wasn't limp. I took you know Viagra for my mustache. Let, of course, on. mustache Viagra. But <laughs> let's exactly. let's see what probably sealed the deal. Boom, Ice McIcerson. <laughs> yeah, it's um, I I really go hard, but I like everything i have is some old school like thrift shop stuff or like i've inherited it in some weird way um and the only thing that was new out of that entire outfit was that watch but it's now old my brother got it for me when i was like nine and we were on a cruise and he found it and that like began my love of watches oh I love God. it so much <laughs> okay so that's great well let's We'll, we'll come back. We got some other pictures later. Um, yeah. <laughs> Casey and I met years ago in Southern California. Right. And no sh Shannon, too. And we're going to talk yeah. a little bit about that. But a first, another housekeeping item, Casey, we have to give away the $200 Uber gift ride card. Yes. Sponsored by Shangri-La. Thank you so much, Shangri-La. I think we got, you know, thank let me give you, a little. Thank you. Isn't that really dope? Let me go. I think we got a little applause. <laughs> Boom, boom. So welcome to the wheel of who's going to win this gift card sponsored by Western Union. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. <laughs> All right, here we go. And the spin is on. The spin is on. Jen. Jen. All right. Congratulations, Jen. Woo. All right, Jen. Congratulations, you are the winner of the $200 Uber gift ride. We are gonna DM you and mm -hmm. send that to you. Um, that was fun. Little wheel yeah, of names that's here. Awesome. Okay, yeah, uh, I mean, a, a ride share, that's gonna come in super handy. Going to the hospital, getting, you know, going, exactly. can't drive, driving issues, all the above. Those with epilepsy are all too famili familiar yeah. with. And um, probably, I mean, $200, you know, in an Uber is going to get you way further than $200 in gas nowadays, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> How? Yeah, the Uber situation. And I don't know if Jen, we've got to look up where she's from and we'll give her a big shout out on social media. Of course. Um, yeah, of course. So, Casey, let's just get right into it. Um, you got the stash, you got... How how has your yeah. mental health been recently? How how long have uh, I see you grew the COVID mustache? <laughs> yeah, you, it's you're on the yeah. Oh yeah, I I know. So I'm a terrible person with like interrupting and tangents. So that'll be a very fun thing this interview. But like mental health, I think wise, it's really tricky. And I don't know if you go through this too, but just like having epilepsy and having seizures, you have to try and be at like peak mental health all the time mm -hmm. or else like that stress will get to me and then I know that I'll have more seizures. So I just have to do things that try and keep me in good spirits. But 
man, since 2020, it's been tough, you know? Mm-hmm. And oh, I was speaking I, of speak. Oh, I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, no, I, I was just going to say it just seemed like progressively to get worse. This year, I just had a hospital visit that was not seizure related. And then I got COVID from the hospital and I was out of work for like two and a half weeks and just in complete bed rest. Um, and I, I was just like, this sucks. Like that was the first time where I feel like my mental health has really, really taken a toll. And besides that, it's like, just, I, I always have to distract myself with something if I want to try and keep my mental health up, which I guess isn't really good mental health, more like maintaining a stable mental health, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. No, it certainly does make sense. And I know, yeah, you had a little incident with the skateboard. Yeah. Yeah. So that, could, but, that's what left me in the hospital. I, uh, I doubt that, I don't know how well this will show up on the video. Uh, yeah, no, that looks like a nice video. But still on the heel. <laughs> yeah, it's it's still on the heel. It was uh, from April, I think, middle middle of April. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's relatively new, you know. So let's get into it with the viewers and stuff. Tell us what kind of seizures you have. And you talked about that mental health maintaining. What like where where do what are we talking about? Let's start with ground zero here. Yeah. So um, when I was diagnosed with epilepsy, I was initially diagnosed with absence seizures, myoclonic seizures, and tonic-clonic seizures or grand mal's. So I know a lot of people generally have at least one of those seizure types, if not a few. Um, and then years later, and I guess kind of recently, maybe four or five years ago, I was re-diagnosed, um, and I have now astatic seizures. And those and my um, tonic-clonic seizures have been under control for now. We just hit three years as of June 4th. So really, really recently, um, which has been nice, but it's always a constant. Like I wake up like, holy shit, is this going to happen? You know? So it, I like I never feel safe, but I was diagnosed with the first three in May of 2009. And I was diagnosed with epilepsy basically by blowing on a pinwheel, which I love. And I had my first seizure, which I think was probably an absence seizure in February of that year. And I was at a like family gathering. We were doing a birthday or some occasion with my, um, like grandma, like it was my mom's side of the family. And basically what happened is I always talk as I think a lot of people are going to hear on this podcast. And I just stopped. Like I, I didn't know, like I, you know, kind of just like trailed off and my family kind of thought it was weird, but some of my family was just like, Oh, he's just taking a break. Right. And so that wasn't the case. And as I think a lot of people know, growing up and going to school, some days you just don't want to go. Right. And you kind of feel a little sick. So you try and pull that Ferris Bueller stint, you know, where you're like, oh, I'm sick. Um, but of course, I couldn't drive and I was nine. And so I said to my mom, well, I'm, you know, sick. And then I was fine to go out to lunch. And my mom took me out to lunch just to this place down by our house. And within an hour, 
I had a seizure every six minutes almost on the dot. And my mom saw them every time she was sitting across from me and said, okay, something's wrong. So we had gone to this doctor. I blew on this pinwheel and she was like, yep, I'm like pretty certain he's got epilepsy. Like the, this is what it is. Like he's having seizures. So then I ended up going to UCLA for many, many years. Um, and I was on a whole bunch of drugs, whole bunch of treatments. I ended up being at Children's Hospital at some point for a surgery. Um, I'm sure there was other stuff I forgot. I, but like throughout all this time, you know, once I was nine years old, then you have medications and you're going to go through puberty soon. So, I mean, guys still have generally a, a year or two girls at that time are generally going through. So I had like this weird kind of like, okay, I got like a year of like, before I'm going to go through hormonal changes and puberty, but I'm going to be on all this stuff that's going to affect me. So that was a whole crazy thing. And then at nine, I realized, okay, sleep deprivation affects my seizures um, and stress and all that stuff. So I had to find things that basically could calm me down. And those were always um, like stupid comedies, like kind of Adam Sandler comedies. Oh, it's it's like a true story. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, but like that, that, and, and like comedy too. So also when I got to write for Jake, I was like, oh, I love comedians, you know, and like just listening to comedy, it's always helped me, you know, it's like kind of made me laugh, think about other things, music too, just like things to distract me. And so that just kind of like helped me maintain like a stable mental health state. But definitely on on drugs, I mean, my mental health got messed up, you know, and a lot of people do. And it's because it's side effects, right? Yeah, side effects, different medication. Every medication has its different little kind of set of side effects. Exactly. That. Right. How many medications have you been on at the same time during this period? Like, what's the most? Oh, at the same time... Um, Jeez. Uh, oh, God. This is tough. I want to say probably the, the highest number of different medications I was on at some point was five. I know the greatest number of pills I was taking a day at one point was 13. Right now I'm taking seven different pills a day, but they're three different medications. So, you know, it, but it's it's wild i mean it's wild yeah, to think that's, about that's a wild number just to think I, about I mean it. i i know that there are plenty of people that are on more you know and i'm like super fortunate and everything right. like that but it's still like being 22 i'm a celebrity at you know our local pharmacy for taking that many drugs so <laughs> <laughs> here comes that pill popping seaford again <laughs> With his wiener shirt, mustache, green hair, <laughs> that Casey kid. <laughs> I know. Now they're like, they never know what to do with me. They're like, good God. Bless you. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, Hazy Not Crazy. So you're officially a hazer. You have. Oh, yeah. You're a hazer, man. You're a true hazer. Um, yes, sir. Well, that's cool. I find a lot of relief in comedy, too. Yeah. I think that's a pretty common valve. It's a pretty common release for a lot of people actually, mm -hmm. especially to tackle otherwise 
really serious and in this case, life-threatening situations. And we learned a lot from Jake's episode, um, how he deals with it in a very public manner in front of thousands of people on a stage. And I look forward to seeing his career develop. And it's so cool to see that. So it's, it's weird. You got this world of, you know, and that's why we're here. And thanks again for sharing that. What, what do you have a go-to comedy that you watch or do you just, are you always after the next thing? Like, tell us. Okay. So I generally want to see like the stupidest, like just kind of like dullest comedy, not necessarily like slapstick, but more like, like I want some sort of storyline, but I also want there to be like dad jokes, you know, and like stupid stuff. Love dad jokes. Like fart, fart stuff. And like, oh, cause it's so goofy, but it makes movies like it it will make you laugh and i mean i think it's regardless of really your age and maybe it's more of a like a male thing but i don't know that for certain i just find it so hysterical with like stupid little stuff like that or like burping like it's always so funny so a lot of a lot of like i feel like low budget especially like seriously like adam sandler movies david spade um not always like the newest stuff. Ryan Reynolds is brilliant. And I mean, not all of his yeah. movies are comedies, but he's just so funny that a lot of times I'll just kind of scroll through and see like, oh, someone I like as opposed to something that looks interesting and just click mm-hmm. on it and start going. Or I'll watch like a lot of just comedy clips or listen to like comedians like Jim Gaffigan, John Mulaney, Gabriel Iglesias, like a lot of those oh, guys. Fluffy? Dude, Fluffy is Fluffy's amazing. The, Fluffy's the best. <laughs> he his voice work, his sound effects, all that jazz. I'm trying to look in here real quick oh, to bring up a picture for our audience. And for those of you listening, I encourage you heavily to go to YouTube and see this picture. We're around the 20 minute mark around here. I think this is it. Oh, nope, that's not it. <laughs> no, but that that's a different story. So we can talk about we that. We can later. talk about that, but there's this picture. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay. I love this picture. And this ended up being our holiday card um, in 2020, maybe. Okay. And we just literally said, so our, our family, we, we have a lot of friends who do some really wild things for cards. But we're always just like, we want to do something that will make people laugh. And we took everything we could find and just said okay how like what what have we used in covid bring it into this shot and just take all of it so we had like all of this like liquor and like my liquor clorox i'm gonna try to be i'm gonna be an audio guide here for those of you listening we have (laughs) just every bottle of clorox and liquor you can find on the table your brother nolan is in a breaking bad i'm i'm cooking meth in the desert mask with oh, a thing of sure. Lysol. <laughs> the mom is chugging. Is that a piece of bread? Yes, it's yeah, tartine bread it's, with a... It's literally a quarter of a bread loaf that she it's, baked. Okay. <laughs> with a uh, with a pot. Your dad in the LA Kings face mask construction work. Get up. And yep. then you go into town <laughs> on what looks like Tinder and a bottle of vodka. <laughs> I was just... It... <laughs> 
it was it was the most amazing photo shoot and it's so great because we like every part of that was uh -huh. open to interpretation and is totally like i'm not saying that it's all right but it totally makes sense right so you can interpret it any way but it was so wild because my brother that year i mean of course like we were all paranoid but my brother was like i'm gonna make sure that like I'm super safe in this photo. So we like put on everything. I literally took everything I used for school. Well, I, I don't, I don't know that vodka is an acceptable answer for what I used for school, but being Get on right. zoom and having late uh -huh. classes, there were times where I had drank before a class, but I never drank excessively, but it's also college, right? You're not an alcoholic till you leave college. So we don't there worry you. about that. <laughs> Life advice from Casey. CS, yeah. I love it. Now, now this kind of humor, I think I want to show this picture next. Show this picture next. It kind of balances out some of these more serious situations, right? I mean, you're in the hospital. Yeah. It looks like you're hooked up to an EEG, the all too oh, yeah. familiar experience. Um, yes. You, you look good in a dress, brother. There you go. Thank um, you. I know. I, I was really going for sexy there. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Look at that <laughs> little profile. Is this your, is this your Tinder profile or are you a bumble? Oh, a hundred percent Tinder profile. <laughs> I mean, come on, you know, they're, they're looking for guys with uh, chin straps and ponytails. So it's everything you could ever want. Oh um, man, you're such a joy. Um, this one. <laughs> and then let's see here. Yeah. And then I saw this picture. Yes. This was cute. looks like somebody brought you some food. Yes. Yeah, so uh -huh. this was, I, I love this inpatient EEG for a couple of reasons. And one of them was this fried chicken sandwich from this restaurant by our house. And you know, you're in a hospital, you're not going to get good hospital food. Like, I'm sorry. I don't care what hospital you are in the world. If you're watching this, it's just not going to be great. So we have this place down the street, great fried chicken sandwich, and they had sweet potato fries. My parents brought this to me, and I was like, yes, because I love both of those things. And then this, like, head wrap that I had, the guy who did it was, like, a total artist in the form of, like, what he did. So it was super comfortable, like, around the sides. It was, I was like, just going to say, this is comfortable. definitely the most comfortable-looking EEG yeah. setup I've seen. It was, I, I, it is. I've never seen him again. It looks padded. Oh, we got to reach yeah. out to this guy. This guy's on point, whoever this is. I, I know. I need to find him. Like, he for sure has to be the top person to ever do EEGs. Like, I mean, not, not EEG tech, but like the person to wrap them. Like, yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is the best it's, thing. It's, it, you, should send, you should send him this picture on a postcard. Say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll do. I'll sign it right there. You know, in the middle. I was. That was a uh, college graduation. Um, I had gone back to my school, so this was at uh, Arizona State University, the West Campus, where I graduated with a forensic psychology degree. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, was taking some pictures around there, but I don't want to take a billion pictures. I love my mom, but my mom wants to take 400,000 pictures of everything. Yeah. And that's not just my mom too. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. But she was, she was very nice. And, you know, I just said, I just want to take a few pictures in certain spots. And I, at some point thought, okay, I have to take some stupid, goofy looking pic mm -hmm. like this 
and there was like this pond it was right in front of our library and i was like i'm gonna get it like i am going to figure out how to pose and that is you... definitely not the most comfortable pose but i love the picture result you're rocking it brother so you're happy. rocking it you're absolutely <laughs> you, rocking it well those are just amazing photos that really give a glimpse into i think the dynamics of your family and how you're just a funny dude and obviously it has a huge impact on your on your mental health can you let i want to kind of dive a little deeper here what's one of the can you tell us one of these moments where was just the absolute worst and yeah kind of how you got out of that does anything come to mind or yeah i mean i i have a few like worsts and like a few things like as candid as this podcast is like there are things where like it's hard to express how bad something was, but I do have a particular story that is funny, but also like one of the worst experiences of my life, which was it involves a banana and it involves my brother. And so this already is like the setup for a very dirty joke, but it's not, I promise. So, I was I was eating breakfast mm -hmm. and my brother was there and thank God he was because we have this bar like basically bar setup so it's not you know super low chairs and um I shouldn't be sitting up at a bar stool basically I mean if you have seizures sitting up at a bar stool is always kind of a risk because you're going to fall harder if you have a seizure mm -hmm. so I'm sitting there eating breakfast. I'm eating this banana and I take a bite out of this banana and I immediately feel my body start to seize and you can't do anything about that. And then like, you know, your, your muscle system is basically stopping to allow you to do stuff. So I'm like falling out of this chair about to fall, but I, I make a noise, you know, and some people just have drop seizures yeah. and immediately right. go down. I fall down a little slower generally. And so my family can hear this noise or friends can hear this noise. And so my brother heard this. This is the best save I've ever had of a seizure, but he like got me down, put me like perfectly down on my side. But all this time I have my hand like kind of by my mouth and I'm like trying to do this as my jaw is clenched shut Jeez. with this like big hunk of banana in my mouth. And I'm like basically trying to shove my hand in there to rip this banana out because it was blocking my airway. And my brother wouldn't have seen it because my mouth was closed. And so I was like trying to do this and trying to rip it out. And I ended up doing it, but it was like, I, I was present in that seizure for that amount of time, like at the beginning. And so I could like, I could feel myself like not, I mean, really not having any air. And just like the, that moment of thinking, will I get this banana out of my mouth or else it will block my airway and the chance of me dying is, I mean, much, much higher than not, you know? So I was able to get it out and my brother got me down to the floor safely and got, you know, something to cushion my head and everything. So it's like everything was done right. Thank God, you know, I didn't have anything blocking my airway at that point. And then for like three years after, I could never eat a banana, like never. It, it's like a it's like a PTSD thing. I mean, like it's not yeah. as bad as something in war, but it was like legitimately something where, 
like I could not eat one. Like it, it like it, it was like if I smelled one, like it brought back, you know, really bad memories. And it's one of the worst situations with a seizure that I feel like I've ever been in that I remember, but I was in one where I was also riding my bike to school and I crashed in the middle of the street and was taken to a hospital. And like a gentleman called the hospital, had them drop me off and we don't know who he is. He never wanted his information to be revealed so we could never thank him. You know, I never saw him, my mom never saw him, but she got me and the you know, hospital can't give out that information. But it, it, that that was probably the worst in terms of like dangerous situations that I had, um, because if like someone didn't see me there, then you know I could have been run over or something. So fun times, right, with seizures? <laughs> oh, Nelly, yeah, no, it is, and those are well. I think it paints a good picture for you, almost suffocating, and then it's kind of in many ways. All you can do is laugh and cry about it, right? And laughing is right. way more therapeutic. Uh, crying is too, but it's just, it makes yeah. other people feel at ease too. Well, that's really cool, man. I've yeah. never heard, yeah, I've never heard that story. Um, yeah, that that one's like, I, I'll, I'll tell it, you know, sometimes, but it's one of the stories where I'm like, it's just such a bad story. I tend to stick to like a few funnier stories I have a story of like um, one of my first convulsive seizures. I remember the last thing I saw before getting, or I guess waking up from the seizure was a Denny's. And I love Denny's for like late time food. You know, I'm not saying like Denny's is like a five-star restaurant, but like late time food, get breakfast at a Denny's. But it's so funny because I always associate Denny's with having a grand mal seizure, but not in like a bad way because I was safe more in just like a oh I saw it and I had a seizure and then I have like uh I when I was touring colleges I had one walking down the stairs um going to like one of these colleges like in the middle or like right before a tour and I decided like not to tour and then I had one in a hotel where I busted the plumbing underneath the sink because I kicked so hard in the restroom. Oh, wow. Like, I just broke it. I mean, it was like plastic. It's not like metal. It's not like I'm God or something yeah. like that, you know? But <laughs> that'd, be, that that'd be really impressive. Yeah. Be like, ooh, you know? Um, but no, it, I mean, so, so I do have like a few stories that I'll generally go because they're funnier. I have one where I feel so bad for my friend, but it was in college. It was the first seizure I had in college. And she was one of the first people that I had talked to about my epilepsy and what to do. And she had brought a pillow to me um, when I started having the seizure. And there was like some little event going on for us freshmen. And she brought one under my head and I threw up on her pillow. And I have tried to buy her a new pillow for five or six years and she will not have any of it. And it's the only time I've ever thrown up during a seizure too. Like I don't generally do like weird stuff during a seizure. I mean, I'll drool, but like, I'm not like Saber and, and that whole incident where um, he got uh, he got very excited during a seizure. Let's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything the brain can do when it's not having a seizure, it can do when it's having a seizure. Yeah. I he know. Got a, that was a great but story. It, 
So you, that, you chunked all over her pillow and she won't accept the replacement. Why don't you just send will, one to her? I I know. I Do you I have her address? I need her to. I do. I mean, like, oh, I, just I send know, her the pillow, Casey. Yeah, She's not going to make you buy her. She's not going to put that burden on her, Casey. What are you doing, Seifert? Come on. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I just should have. I should have showed. Get her a, a pillow, get her a pillow, get her a pillow like... with like pink wiener dogs on it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That that'll be the best one. Yeah. I love this shirt too because it's wiener dogs, but they're in like a hot dog bun. With oh god, that is so dark, dude. That. Oh my god, I didn't see that at first. <laughs> you freak. yeah yeah. Oh yeah, super super dark. But that's why the shirt is pink, right? So we can get yeah. it, keep it light and breezy. Yeah, cannibalism is awesome. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that, that's not even cannibalism. It, it just made me think of it. This, this is this is just something wrong. But yeah. I, I don't know. I guess it depends if a dog would eat the dog. See, I feel like this is why we need Shannon to keep us in check just a little bit. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, Shannon, we miss you. Um, well, Casey, I got a heart out, and this is definitely going to be a part. This is part one, Casey Seifert. Oh yeah, for a sure, a thousand percent. Um, I can't thank you enough for sharing those stories, and I know people are really going to dig them, man. And how you just go head on with your amazing personality is is mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, it's. So I mean, there's. It really, I mean, shout, shout out to everyone in my life who's, you know, helped me through this. I mean, my family, you, of course, the Epilepsy Foundation, Shannon, I serious. I mean, there are so many people that I could thank. You know, we did this DC trip. I, I feel like this is going to end up being a podcast that ends up being so, so long. Like, it's going to be for like the next 14 weeks. It's like Casey's on here again. You know? yeah. <laughs> next guest. <laughs> <laughs> right. nobody else is showing up <laughs> next guest i know i i mean i i seriously have so many stories forever i have you know there were people that didn't understand like my fifth grade teacher my first drug i ever took was depakote and i know that shannon takes it yeah and depakote that's what i'm on really, too yeah 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 mm -hmm. depakote fucked me up like to the max it it mm. broke my brain i couldn't do shit i was super hyperactive and i'm already hyperactive and yeah. i can't take caffeine so if i could drink caffeine and i was on depakote i might be like the flash you know <laughs> I'd, I'd just be wild but it's I no it, i mean it was so bad and my fifth grade teacher had never had me and i started mm -hmm. it right before basically school I didn't understand anything. I mean, I didn't understand like any work. So I didn't do homework for months. And at the end of the year, my teacher was basically like, oh, Casey just isn't a good student. And my parents were like, no, you should have told us like, this is a problem. He's on a medication. Right. And then immediately after that, I tried Zonegram, which I don't know if you've been on, but no. that turned me into like, a. we always called it Zombiegram. Because I went to school, then I came home from school and about 4, 4.30, I went to sleep. I wouldn't eat dinner. I woke up at like 7 a.m. the next day and would just go to school. Like I couldn't, I couldn't do homework again, but I, it's because I literally couldn't stay awake during wow. like the day. And then I was, I mean, I was on a billion other things, but those are the two, I think in fifth grade, sixth grade, my mom helped me advocate to my class about like what epilepsy is and like to my teachers and friends and this one kid 
was very intrigued to see a seizure and bless his heart. His name's Chris and I don't have contact with him anymore, but he was so fun and so nice. And I'll never forget that he asked this question. So like hypothetically, if I hit Casey on the head with a hammer, would he have a seizure? <laughs> now, it wasn't like something that he was going to do, but it was also something in the back of our minds that we were like, maybe we shouldn't let Chris have a hammer. <laughs> um, he, he said it just serious enough. He was, well, yeah, it was like, it was one of those things. And I, I mean, again, like super nice, like the best, but he was, he was so intrigued with epilepsy and I'm so happy that he was. And hopefully yeah. like he still remembers this because mm -hmm. Just like knowing about epilepsy and understanding things and being like that interested in something, like actually caring even that little amount, even if it's kind of funny, you know, and weird in a way, like that makes an impact on you. And like all throughout the years, you know, I was on so many drugs. I was on Lamictal that gave me this death rash. Um, I was on like that, that would have burned off my skin. And that was a whole like scary experience. I got all kinds of different drugs. I was on the, the ketogenic diet. So we're going to have Jim right. Abrams on here. And I was on that diet. I was on keto for six months, but the modified Atkins diet in a really strict form of it for three and a half years. And so that was all straight that I did those. And that was like really hard. Um, but my mom uh, saw Jim Abrams at a booth at the epilepsy walk one time and just said, I would never torture my kid like that. Like, how could you subject your child to something like that? Well, flash forward a few years and shit has not been working. And she's like, oh, God, I guess we're doing this, you know. How, so did, that, I have, how did that work for you? It, it really lessened the seizures. There have only been really two successful things that have helped me, which are Depakote stopped my seizures but broke me as a person. I also gained like 13 pounds as a fifth grader. And so I went from like kinda husky to like fat, fat. And that did take a toll on like my mental health. Like I, I always like dressing up and like looking good, but like when you gain that much weight, it, it really messed me up. And, and then, you know, it like broke my brain. And so obviously I wasn't gonna do that. And then keto drastically lessened my seizures, but I was on that from the time I was maybe 11 or 12 mm -hmm. to for the next four years. So I was getting to be like 15, 16 and I wanted to drive. I mean, I, I really like cars, love cars and I really want to drive. And it, I mean, that, that's the problem is when you have epilepsy past, you know, like 16, 18, you know, I like drastically past that. You always have to be concerned with, okay, can I drive, you know, is my epilepsy like treated or, you know, like, like constantly, I mean, being treated and can I drive? And then your worry is, well, if I've continuously had seizures, I can't legally drive, you know, and, and there are plenty of people that do drive and, you know, all kinds of little things where it's like people have gone around and like asked their doctors. I met a woman one time who said, I only have seizures at night. Like, why can't I just drive? Like my seizures have been monitored. They're only at night. I never have them in the day. And she ended up telling me that she was able to drive again. But that's it. That's exactly Shannon's story that she told last time. 
Um, mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. But it's it's Which... just it's so crazy. And so, I mean, the, the keto diet didn't stop my seizures fully. So I basically said, I don't want to be on it anymore. Um, I want to try new drugs to try and help me drive. And I've been on. You don't hear that often. For- you don't hear that. Try new drugs yeah. to help me drive, right? I know. Yeah. You know, that, then we're shooting up heroin, you know. Yeah. Under crack. the toe. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, no. It, it's just, but I mean, I no, obviously none of that, you know, just for the sake of this podcast and that this will be online and to any viewer that is trying to take me seriously. Um, but it, I mean, some of the drugs that we use for epilepsy are so severe. And when you look at like pharmaceuticals, you can say like they are in a instance worse than, I, I mean, some of these, you know, other like drugs, especially like the whole marijuana thing is crazy so like i mean like it's like legalized but for so many years people you know were like oh my god it's so bad and people still think it's so bad and it's really not and the way that like it works biologically in our body is like just fascinating and it can help things you know and just People are still against it because it has been classified for so long. Yeah, that's, as that's such a bad drug. That should be a whole nother episode. We should get like Davinsky or or what's her name, Bonnie Goldstein, um, yeah, on here to, to chat that through. Yeah, the whole schedule one thing. It's it is ridiculous, and I've seen so many parents, conservative parents, grow right. weed in their backyard, like people that have always been against marijuana. Because um, like that's it's another conversation out. for another day, a hundred percent. Yeah. And then, um, you know, you get Vanessa. I mean, you still got to get to Jamaica, right? For the puff and paint. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on. Shout out to Vanessa. Shout out. Shout out, Miss Hanshaw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. God, I, She's great. Casey, on that note, man, I got a, I got a, I got a heart out here. Um, I, I know I have like so many more stories. So if you need oh. a part two, want a part two, of course. Okay. That's that, already in the, yes. that's, that's already in the books. We're going to try to get but Brett next on here. Time, uh-huh. You're in a beekeeper suit. D- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's a whole other for everyone oh, yeah. else watching this, listening to this. There was a, <laughs> a hour over an hour long conversation. Nathan and I had talking just about hazy, not crazy that yeah. involved hazy not crazy condoms and him showing up to this interview in a bee suit so well, we gotta have some merch okay so any <laughs> exactly. any recommendations from our fellow hazers out there drop it in the yes. comments i know we need all the recommendations we need sponsors we need people who know how to make merch we need video editors all kinds of people all, so if all you know how shit. to do this want to join in Contact Nathan. Flood his inbox. Flood it. <laughs> Hazy Not Crazy Podcast at Gmail.